Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> Hi, Issa. This is Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. This week, a movie called Super Bad that many of you may know. But first, Jane, you had an encounter with someone you know from high school. Yeah. In fact, I went to school with him from like childhood till high school, oh, but shit. I didn't okay. I, I didn't know him well. I mean, the best I knew him was when I was a child and I was at a disco dance party and he was wearing a fully open like sequin covered shirt and i was wearing like the heaviest eye makeup in the world and uh we locked eyes and i like wouldn't i feel like maybe he was gonna try to ignore me which is fine like i'm not offended by that but i was i like locked eyes and then we hugged and said hello and he was like i think as a way of reminiscing he was like your mom called the cops on me when i was seven Which is not something I remember, but, like, it's absolutely something my mom would do. He was, like, I was riding a little electric scooter. And my mom was, like, really big. She was, like, very big on, like, children in the streets and, like, safety. And so, so yeah. So that was what we talked about. Um, I have some questions. One is, um, if his shirt was open, was what was, like, the chest hair situation? And then also, oh, my other thing wasn't a question. It's just that Nate's, or, uh... Nate and I were supposed to come with you, and we couldn't, and now I feel bad. It was fun. Obviously, we, you were missed. Um, I think his chest hair was non-existent. Okay. He looked great. He he was always good looking. He was just, like, shorter, and we I noticed oh. from, like, oh. I was, like, looking at his, like, friend group, and I feel like he has, like, a group of, like, short, attractive friends. What? <laughs> Do you think that I have a group of short friends, or no? It's different for women. What? <laughs> Let's so be think- honest. Do you think that um okay never mind I don't want to talk about this I feel attacked. Um my You feel attacked? Uh I think yeah, I I do. Um my encounter from someone I knew in high school was that um my brother's best man at his wedding um was like one of his best friends from high school and I told Jane that he was actually my first prom date. I um I went to an all-girls Catholic school, so when junior prom came around, we were all, like, fighting for our lives because we, like, didn't know any men, and he was, like, one of the only, like, chill people I knew who I was, like, not romantically interested in, and I wanted, like, a platonic, like, prom date situation, Um, and it was very nice, and then it was fun to, like, see him again and be like, I'm an adult now, but then he, like, told a lot of people at the wedding that we went to prom together, and I was like, I don't want people to, like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, Was he in love with you? No, I, no, we actually talked about how I met his the girl he was trying to make his girlfriend at the time. Oh. And, like, he, like, credits me with, like, making him seem, like, fun and, like, chill. Oh. Um. So I was, like, a good wing woman. But, um, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. If someone's, like, I went to prom with this person, like, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. I think it's okay. okay. I was anxious. Yeah. I thought I got okay COVID too. from the wedding, but I didn't. My PCR is negative. Yay! <laughs> Do you want to introduce our guest? I do. Shreedha Ramesh is a guy on Twitter. <laughs> That's me. Thanks for having me. I told oh. you to introduce me that way, but now I feel like I, I have more qualities than being a guy on Twitter, but that's probably how most people know me. You can describe those qualities. I... No, 
I'm too bad. She there's an NFT. No, no. The what? I'm just making fun of his Zoom background. His oh. Zoom background <laughs> is a NFT. Um. Okay. We like to ask all our guests who come on the pod. What type of teen were you? Well, I was somewhat similar as a teen to how I am now. I I was a uh, uh, class clown kind of guy. Uh, I guess maybe against type or something. I was very popular as a teen. I was class president and all these things. I mean, not that class president is the mark of popularity, but I just mean... Uh, oh, it is. It is. Uh <laughs> Like, you know, I was pretty popular, but I was in, like, a school for, like, nerdy kids. Like, I was at this magnet school. So I could see you all nodding, like, oh, that's the only way that's possible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Where did you go to school? Where was this? uh, This was in New Jersey. It was in Union County, New Jersey. I... I don't know if anyone wants to know the specific name of the school. It was Union County Magnet <laughs> High School in Scotch Plains. Everyone's okay. nodding their heads saying, yes, that's a school full okay. of nerds. <laughs> my question, okay, my question is, did you have any, um, like, competitors that you would consider could be class clown if you weren't there, but they were just simply, like, not as funny and charming? You know what I mean? Oh, well, you know, I was friends with a lot of, like, other funny people so i don't know that i felt competition per se uh i felt like we all helped push each other to be better okay (laughs) i felt like i actually you know i came into high school being like a little bit interested in being funny and then i got supercharged by that group of people it's so dumb to describe it this way though uh yeah it's but, a very, it's a that's a very like ucb thing to say or something but yeah um, but it sounds like you had like good friends who had good times with each other actually i did i know i feel some nostalgia for high school as a lot of people do but also i had a number of things you know that made me miserable at the time as mm. well i mean name them well, i didn't <laughs> like school itself like i didn't like doing homework and stuff of course that's really mm. funny to me because street there's a like phd anyway um i also wanted to ask whether the funny people in your friend group if they were um if you would say that you are more or less successful and happy than they are right now well here's the thing (laughs) i feel like all of them fell off of like caring about being funny i mean uh, no no no. (laughs) they they all are more successful in their lives than me because they all are married with children and all of that but uh yeah, <laughs> but in terms of uh, trying to continue like pursuing comedy in any fashion, not that I've really achieved anything, but you know, I'm the only one who remained interested in comedy. Uh, and, you're the only one you know. on Twitter. Yeah, useful. basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not. But Twitter is meaningless. I know it's completely ridiculous to crow about it, but I. I have... was thinking. I I meet people at work sometimes that are like, yeah, I'm on Twitter, and like. I do look at their Twitter and it's like they're using it in a very like earnest and like maybe career oriented way. Right. It makes me like, like in a lot of those cases, I'm just like, oh yeah, I don't use Twitter. (laughs) It's so bad. Well, I can't tell like a lot of people that I use Twitter because the nature of my account seems to put people off. Like if they're not like, uh, (laughs) if they don't have a particularly owned. I don't know if they aren't inclined to mm, be If they're outrageous. not connoisseurs of comedy. <laughs> if they well, don't, don't find you for... naturally, they probably won't like yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. 
Like I had a woman cancel a date with me recently because she looked up my Twitter and then she oh was like, God. I was put off by your Twitter. And uh, I was oh, like, and oh. she gave you that feedback. Yeah. Well, first she just canceled the date. And then I was like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, but no problem, whatever. But, you know, I was a little surprised. So I was like, did something happen? And then she uh, said, yeah, I looked up your Twitter and frankly, I was put off. <gasps> Wow. So. I mean, you wouldn't have, like, that That wasn't a relationship that could have happened. No, you exactly. It means we weren't a good match. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I don't know what exactly the tweet was that turned her off. I suspect it might have been the thing that got me in trouble with Jews recently, but <laughs> it it might have been a different one. Who knows? I want to hear what that tweet is, but first I want to inter- interject and say... <laughs> I lost two followers, which was meaningful to me at the time because I have so few followers, and specifically two people that I thought were funny, and I'm pretty sure it was because I retweeted something that was like anti-Israel. Like, oh, that can, yeah. like that's my only. Uh, unless that's they your were story. That's unless your like story. It was just a coincidence that they were like, actually, she's not funny, but but maybe it was the Israel thing. What was your tweet? Lay it on me. Oh, I have rehashed it too many times, but. I had this thing happen where Rolling Stone magazine, they uh, posted a tweet that said, uh, like, there's this group of preteen Jewish Orthodox boys who have some kind of singing group, and they're going viral on TikTok. And Rolling Stone magazine said, you might not think a group of preteen Orthodox Jewish boys could <laughs> capture the heart of TikTok, but get a load of blah, blah, blah. And I just quoted them, and I said... I think that a group of preteen Orthodox Jewish boys could capture the heart of TikTok. That seems perfectly natural to me. What I don't think they could do is read or do math. And just, you know, lots of people liked it, but like, um, I don't know how it found its way to Hasidic Twitter, but who I didn't even think was reading English. (laughs) And just the Jews in general, a bunch of them got mad at me and they were like, this is how bigotry starts. This is how the Holocaust started. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jane yeah. Wayne. Jane Wayne. I mean, that's pretty as funny. I feel like as a Jewish person, I I am like aware of these weird, these weird ways that um, hyper religious people like mistreat their children and like yeah. Uh, Jane, you them. know, you know how I I think I learned a lot about how the Holocaust started, right? I told you about this. What was that? It was going to the Leah Michelle Funny Girl opening and seeing the crowd. Oh, right, right. Yes. If you are in that crowd, you understand Hitler's rise to power. And I encourage everyone to go and, um, you know, experience that for themselves. I learned a lot. That's what I would say. Do you think if enough people go, though, like. Well, some of them will be pulled into the crowd. That's what I mean, like. Oh, you're saying like there could be the only way to truly understand how the Holocaust started (laughs) is to run a controlled Holocaust of our own and study the data. I feel like maybe this is uh, going (laughs) off the rails. (laughs) Okay, Shreether, when did you? Oh, I had a question. Yeah. Did you watch Superbad before you became a poster on Twitter? I guess I must have. I saw it in theaters when it came out. So that was 2006. Uh, 2007. Oh, okay. Are you sure? I don't remember if I saw it in theaters. Is that crazy? That's just what Google told me. 
Uh, no, you're probably right. Okay, 2007. Uh, you're probably right. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I, of course I trust you. In the movie, something happens at one point mm. where they reference that the year is 2006, uh, but it, that's just it. when it was filmed. <laughs> got it, got it. In the, in the world, yeah. In the, yeah. But uh, um, who did you see it with? I think I probably saw it with a friend from grad school. Like, I had just started grad school at the time. Um, so. How old are you? <laughs> I'm sorry that I am older than you guys. Yeah, I you don't know if this makes really me... really young. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Well, uh, I, I think he like he's somewhat ageless, but I also think it's because of your Twitter handle, and I, I think it like is an ageless Twitter handle. Well, my name, Radish Harmers, on Twitter is ageless? Yeah, because it's oh, okay. not like, yeah. I know most people put their birthday in their handle, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, I interjected when you said grad school in 2006. Please go yeah. on. Yeah. That no, I'm 37. I'm I'm that old. I, You're looking great. Thank you. That's some smooth skin you got. Thank you. Um, do you do you remember much about the experience? Uh, well, no, I don't remember a ton about the experience of seeing it in theaters. Actually, I just looked it up, and it came out in August 2007, so it's not even really close to 2006. But uh, I don't remember <laughs> okay. a ton. Uh, I think I probably went to see it with my friend Alex Rennett and yeah say the name yeah if he's out there listening to this i miss you i guess i haven't spoken to him in a long time he was like my best friend for a lot of grad school and then when he graduated i basically stopped talking to him and then Uh, he got into dharma just kidding um okay um my question was oh jane when did you first see this god only knows i mean i've just seen it so many times but um I was just like so young when it came out that I don't think it was appropriate for me because I was just like so, so young. young. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I, I don't. I don't remember when I saw it, but but I've seen it many times since. Yeah, I feel. I feel like I there was a period of time, and it probably overlapped with when Scott Pilgrim was out. That like I would go to people's houses and they'd be like, "Let's watch Superbad," and I probably watched it like five times in a year or something like that to the point where it it was just like like invading my consciousness and then i just like quit cold turkey and like didn't see it for like 10 years which is kind of nice um when was the last time you all saw it i have seen this movie precisely twice in my life once in theaters once in theaters and once two days ago for this podcast Wow! and i had this thought as i was watching it too like was this an influential movie do kids care about this movie that way like to me it was just a thing that came and went that oh. had no lasting significance Millenni- in my I life like at all. I feel like millennials, or it has to be like a certain age, but I do feel like, I mean, I read on Wikipedia, like it's a very like millennial generation movie, like only millennials care about it. And I think that might be true. It mm. feels specific. Um, I saw it recently with my boyfriend because uh, we like it. But also I forgot to mention last episode, we watched this in my youth culture class in college. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. And um, was it was about, like? like, boy friendship. You're in college? No. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in college. Oh, I see, I um, see. I also wanted to bring up that, like, this is one of the, like, big Judd Apatow movies coming out at this period of time, and the Zoomer, like, the, the Gen Z TikTokers are, like, rediscovering, like, who Judd Apatow is, but it's because of... Mod Apatow. 
Which is interesting, and also it's because I'm... of what Maud Apatow? Yeah, the daughter, <laughs> the daughter who's an what? actor. Oh. She's an Euphoria. actor in Euphoria. All right, you see, I'm I'm just completely out of the loop on whatever. No, this is why we're about. we're here to educate you. Well, basically, they these kids were like, "Oh my god, she's in Euphoria because she is a famous dad," <laughs> and um, it's how they like uh were educated on Hollywood, which I think is actually very adorable. I feel like Judd Apatow also beat a splash after the slap, and he was like, he could have killed that man oh, on Twitter, right, 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 and then right, right, people right, were right. like, stop, shut up. <laughs> there always used to be this knock on Judd Apatow for nepotism for putting his wife in all of these movies, right? Uh, but now I didn't even know that he is continuing this nepotistic tradition with his daughter. But... I also think, I mean, I'm sure it's nepotism and like just merit, not, what's the opposite of meritocracy? Nepotism. Um... His wife is so fucking funny, and I love her. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, unfortunately, I don't think Maude Apatow is good. <laughs> I'm, I'm an anti-Maude Apatow girl, and I'm not even doing it to be, like, edgy or cool. I just, like, I also, like, have heard things about people who went to acting classes with her in L.A. Anyway, okay, um, my uh, question to you all was, did people around you, like, when this movie came out, when it, like, became something that a lot of people saw... Did you feel like this was, like, in the discourse a lot? Like, I feel... I just feel like more... Even more than watching this movie, people would just, like, quote things from this movie a lot or, like, uh, say stuff that McLovin said a lot or say McLovin, like, as a, like, as a joke a lot. Like, well, people I do... Not yeah, sorry, funny, go on. But yeah, yeah. I do remember McLovin being a phenomenon in a way when this movie came out. Uh, but this is also the thought I had when I rewatched this movie. Like I was like, McLovin was such a big thing at the time. Yeah. But then what happened to that guy? Or like, you know, I never heard. It all faded quite fast in my world. It seemed like maybe it lasted more in your world. But uh, I, I, was, he was, I was. He had some work. He was in um, Kick-Ass or Kick-Ass. Oh, yeah, I went and looked it up. He was in yeah. Kick-Ass and Kick-Ass 2. And he was in Role Models, which I also saw in theaters at the time. But those seemed to be the main things he was in. It's not like he really blew up. But I guess that's how it is for most actors. I mean, most actors. That's yeah, now he's doing have. like he's doing like voice work for like How to Train Your Dragon 2 and like Trolls, which is a little sad. He also, this actor, Christopher Mintz-Class, he was 17 at the time of filming Superbad. So... Because of that, his mom had to be on set. And so Wikipedia makes a point to say, like, his mom was required to be present on set during the filming of his sex scene. I read um, that as well. Which is fun. It's cute. <laughs> I'm sure he loves that that's out there, you know? Yeah, by Hollywood law, if you're 17, uh, you have to film sex scenes with <laughs> your mom as your acting partner. <laughs> okay, I actually don't feel like super bad was that important to me at the time because okay. it was so boy focused and like right. I, I wasn't like a girl who was like in boy culture by any means so i don't feel like there was actually ever a time in my life where super bad was just like in the ethos like for me it became a movie that i really liked later in life and oh, now i'm questioning okay. if that makes me bad maybe it's because i have a brother but also i think people just love mclovin i think you're i think mclovin that's- that's the, I, I feel like you say like it what? with a Filipino accent. <laughs> um, what I was gonna say is, I I think his name movie, is Mac Loving. <laughs> Mac Loving. <laughs> I think the first this is the first movie also that I had maybe seen with Bill Hader in it at the time. 
I think it and was like, like his yeah. first big movie. Okay, uh, okay. I might be wrong about that, but I remember I even remember. watching it. It was like, oh, Bill Hader is moving on from TV to movies. And it is Emma Stone's first big uh, movie role. What a gem. Um, yeah. True do charisma. Any, do any of these actors, Shreeler, do any of these actors, like, do you have a special relationship with any of them? Yeah, I play poker with Bill Hader on Fridays. <laughs> I don't really... Well, okay, Michael Sarah. Yeah, I, I used to think, oh. like, everybody thought that Michael Sarah is so talented and he's the breakout of Arrested Development and, I, yeah. you know, I used to really like him. Um, used uh, to. I, I, yeah, it's not that he's done anything bad since then, but I think I kind of expected his career to go in a different direction or something. Like, oh. I was so impressed by him on Arrested Development because I thought, wow, he's really doing something unique here with this kind of awkward character. And then he took a lot of other sort of very similar awkward character roles and that kind of took the sheen off of him in a way to me. Like, oh, he's just playing this one type all the time. Now, yeah, I don't think that's Michael really Sarah. fair. What's that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're just like, that's Michael Sarah in the movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um so I think I thought he was going to blow up in a different way than he really did. Um, and then, let's see, Seth Rogen. I remember I used to be so annoyed by Seth Rogen for a while because it seemed like, uh, uh, maybe a little bit after this, but like Pineapple Express error or something. Right. It seemed like he would just always do interviews and stuff where it's just, this isn't even a human being. All he talks about is pot all mm -hmm. the time. He doesn't mm -hmm. have a personality in a way, which... Again, it's kind of unfair, and I think he's uh, moved away from that. And more recently, I mean, I've seen him in things that I thought he was great in, like mm. Future Man. Nobody's watched his TV show Future Man, but Seth Rogen no. is really good in it. It's a really funny show. I'll take your word for it. Jane, uh, how about you? I used to think Seth Rogen... So I, I think Seth Rogen's, like, attractive. But <laughs> I have recently had a change of heart in my opinion about him, which is, like, I thought he was so funny and, like... Just seemed like really chill, but now he started a small business where he like <laughs> potters, like he's like a potter and he like makes like weed paraphernalia. And it really like if you're a celebrity, you like don't you don't need to start a small business. And it just really it just is like a turn off for me. And it also contributes to this like weed, 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 everything weed. He's which so I like, obsessed which is also with boring. he's so obsessed with pot. He became a yeah. potter. <laughs> okay yeah it's a little it's a little disturbing okay. that like it yeah. was 2007 and now it's 2022 and he still like wants that to be such a big part of his it's like not i even, know i yeah, i find that to sad. be very um i don't know it's like arrested development in the in the literal sense like i always <laughs> find it odd when an adult is still like really excited about you know weed or drinking or whatever it's like you've been doing this for decades you would think some of the novelty would have gone out of it yeah, yeah, I wonder if it's how he thinks like young people might discover him, but I'm going to say right now that they won't. Um my my uh special character like actor moment in this movie is that when I saw Emma Stone in this movie, I decided to get side bangs and I did and they did not look good with my hair. Um I don't believe like, that. When I I've like, seen photos. They look good. I really I really don't like them and I won't be getting them again, but she it was very influential and her career kind of took off from here, you know? And maybe it was cuz of the bangs. I'm a big fan of Emma Stone. I think that she has like I'm our the, star. The, she has like the it, the it what's it called? <laughs> the it factor. <laughs> Your dog really uh, perks up at the it factor. 
<laughs> anyway, Seth and Evan are codependent best friends and high school seniors, about to go off to different colleges. Evan hasn't told Seth that he's going to room with their other friend, Fogel. Seth gets spit on by a bully and is mad that Evan doesn't do anything about it. When Seth gets invited to a party by his crush, Jules, he promises to buy alcohol for the party, knowing that Fogel is getting a fake ID. Evan tells his crush Becca that he will get her special vodka before accidentally punching her in the boob. Seth is always badmouthing Becca and reveals it's because she caught him drawing dicks as a child. After school, Seth is pissed to learn that Fogel's fake ID has the name McLovin. He considers trying to buy alcohol from a grocery store, but wimps out. Yes, I remember watching this even when I was in grad school and feeling like... uh, like, there's aspects of this movie that are so puerile in a way. Like, it's not that funny to me that the guy draws dicks a bunch. I don't know. Maybe that's really funny to you guys. But <laughs> that to me was like, there's no joke there. Um, uh, so. I would say I would say that sequence only works for me because I like the music in it. Mm. Oh, I what's like the music show, in it? I forget. They show that They show the dicks and there's this, like, beautiful, like, classical music in it. It is, um, it is very, it's something that I feel like got really famous where even at the, at the time I was like, oh, like all guys do that though. Like, it's not that special. I think my, my take on it when I was that age was like, <laughs> I feel like all guys draw dicks constantly. But not the dicks that he drew. I think. Correct, I'm, correct. I'm, it's artistic. It's I'm artistic. very pro dick scene. I think it's really funny. I like that all the dicks are like satirical dicks of, and like there's, they're full of re- references. That, that are beyond so, a child. They are all drawn by Evan Goldberg's brother, Dave. Who's oh, who I didn't this know movie. Yeah, he drew all of them, and apparently he drew, like, a thousand. And but see, the like, thing about that scene is it really made me feel like this movie... Like, you can tell it was originally written by, like, middle schoolers. Mm-hmm. Like right. Seth and Evan... I mean, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, the actual writers, were 13, apparently, when they originally wrote the first draft of this movie. Which is interesting. It's like a movie about your senior year high school experiences, but it's clearly, I mean, a lot of it it's was written by people who have school. not had those experiences. So it's sort of, um, I feel like a lot of the movie is like, uh, uh, it's like playing, what's that? Aspirational. Yeah, yeah. And it's also, it's like, okay, I assumed this is what high school will be like. And then the reality yeah. of high school is not always like all the tropes from movies, but like everything just not builds always. on the existing tropes and reinforces them. I feel like, I feel like also when you brought that up, like the, there was something I remembered from the Wikipedia, which is that Seth Rogen like wanted to play, <laughs> Seth Rogen wanted to play the main guy. And it says in the Wikipedia, <laughs> like, Due to his age and his physical size, they cast Jonah Hill instead. And I was like, that's so weird and rude. Like, why would you say that? <laughs> Is it like... Is Jonah Hill pretty yeah. physically sizable? Yeah, yeah, I don't... I feel like, was Seth Rogen, like, too hot at this point? Like, no! he had gone... He would gotten too sh- felt. I don't think he was felt at this point. Uh, yeah. I mean, you've me. seen him in the movie, but I guess you cannot turn off your insatiable attraction to him. <laughs> Okay, right. my my question was compared to your closest high school friend, were you more profane or less profane than them? Compared to my what high school? school friend? Compared to like the person you would say is like your best friend. Oh, okay. Were you the more profane or less profane friend? Well, I I don't know that either of us were very profane, my best friend. I'd say I had a friend who was probably a bit more uh 
profane. I had a more Jonah Hill-ish friend, but certainly Jonah Hill is like a cartoon in this movie. Like nobody is quite that um, dumb, basically. Uh, but uh, and certainly by senior year of high school, people are more mature. But I remember, for example, like freshman year of high school, I had this also kind of physically larger friend who um, he'd always be saying like, oh, you dumb fag. Like that was his catchphrase. <gasps> uh Maybe that I don't know. Do kids not talk like that by the time you're in high school? Like I don't think people. I don't think people use that word anymore. Maybe. What do you? Oh uh, yeah. No. Well, I can't words? speak for everyone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you know, when I was in high school, homophobia was still pretty rampant. Uh, uh, so I mean, you so know, you not were the less. You were the less profane friend. I was less profane that than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, James, what about you? Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm similar in that, like, all my friends were pretty, like, not, not crude. Um, and Compared to us... Adrian, who is more, I... who swears more. Mm-hmm. Probably me, but that's just because I, like, talk more and I say, like, way <laughs> stupider, less important things than her. So just, like, statistically, I'm sure she has said fewer swear words than me. What about mm. you? <laughs> I think I definitely talked about dicks more than like the two high school best friends I can think of. And I definitely I definitely swear more like even to this day and my mom like really like use like says that she's like, Yeah, like ever since high school I've been trying to like get you to stop. And it's like, well <laughs> I don't think of you as like a big potty mouth. Good. You should tell her on Tuesday. Like you, when we have you swear. Oh yeah. I'll 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 start with that. I'll lead with that. Okay. I. She just likes to go. Isa. Like that's what she says. Mm-hmm. She loves I, it though. You know what I mean. I have never sworn in front of my parents in my life. <gasps> in oh, your wow. thirty-seven years. Oh, my I know. God. I mean, it seems very it odd to me. I don't know. Why would I do that? I mean, I, yeah, it's true. Uh, not yeah. even like a a shit. No, not, it, shit. no not you, not, you've never it, like dropped something in their presence. I've never dropped a shit in front of my parents. <laughs> well, my mom's favorite thing is to like react to a text and be like, oh, "Shit, sorry, sorry." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my parents also don't swear around me. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they have a secret life with all of their friends where they're constantly like that fucking. Yeah, bag. we should. We should. No, oh, they're on. A, we should they're have them on, on the pod. Yeah, no, no, no. They're on podcasts. Your parents yeah. are on podcasts. Okay. I just want to be very clear that I love this movie and it, it all makes me laugh. So if that makes me, I think the word you used was puerile. I'm not then, putting you down. I, no, uh, it's okay because I want to, I want to go into, I want to talk about like whether, yeah. mostly I want to talk about later if this movie, if this movie like has not aged well, etc. But just speaking from like me laughing, I laugh. Like I've seen this movie so many times and like I still find new bits that make me laugh i really like how the main characters are like you know who they are so quickly just the way that they interact with each other where like they just like think that they know more than they do and like they sort of act like they have experience and then you see them you know drinking beer in their basement and like watching porn together and you just get who they are and the fact that he like gets spit on and then i really love when evan like walks away quickly like when he does his like holding his backpack tight like walking away quickly i'm just like i know that kid like i know i really like um speaking of like them like pretending that they know more (laughs) something i wrote down was like i like that they they seem to truly believe that they would be like 
Evan truly believes that Seth would be a good boyfriend for Jules, and Seth truly <laughs> believes that Evan would be a good, like, fuck buddy. <laughs> like, they, you can tell that they, like, truly believe they are good for these girls and support each other, which is really funny to me. And I think, like, that's something I loved when I watched it this time around. Um, cause I think when I watched this, I was so young that I didn't realize it was like so exaggerated. Mm. Um, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. When you're young, you think high school will actually be like that. Of course. And you, yeah. and even after high school, you're like, why wasn't my high school like yeah, that? Yeah. That's I right. I think when I watched this, I was like afraid of boys. But, oh. Yeah. But, but also sense. like fascinated. Cause as I said, I'm the one who talks about dicks more in my friend group. Um, did you catch Jane, the, the cashier lady being, saying, I have a goddamn veterinary exam. I wrote I, I wrote that. I was thinking of you and just <laughs> like it. what that would have been like. So another thing I really love about this movie is how much um, of the high school we get. Like they're in the halls and then McLovin like stops into their home ec class to talk. I love that. And then Seth and Evan have a conversation while Evan's supposed to be playing soccer and they're just like on the field chatting and that there's just something yeah, like that. I think that is something that I've idealized about high school that is only sort of true, which is that you're around your friends all of the time. And as an adult, we just don't necessarily have that type of like forced community. Yeah. Um, And I am nostalgic for it. That's a good point. I really do feel that. Yeah, I (laughs) had that, you know, I had that close knit friend group when I was in high school. We used to call ourselves the posse. Uh, (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. The posse. I'm sure. Wow, every, Leo DiCaprio. Leo, oh, does he call his group? What does he call his group? The, the pussy, pussy posse. posse. Yeah. yeah, we weren't quite so crude as I said earlier, and we didn't <laughs> quite get quite so much pussy. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely have not, as an adult, as you said, uh, ever had that again. I mean, in college, at the beginning, it was like that too. Like you're in the dorms and whatever. But um, uh, later on, it's like, oh, you have to reach out to your friends and make plans for dinner and you know whatever like right now like i'll hang out with friends like you know a couple times a week or something it's not like every day from the beginning of the day to the end of you know the work day basically i did one time okay one time um shrider and i were going to the same party to the same birthday party and i got on the subway and you were on the same Right. platform or something and it made me so happy i was like ah. i'm in college i thought you were about to say it made me so annoyed no, I, had to... I was so happy i was gonna say i felt like you weren't as like excited and happy about <laughs> it and i was like wow this is awesome my friends are all around the city you're right that <laughs> so was pretty nice. cool i should have i should have emoted more i should have been like more outwardly excited oh, you're right it is okay. cool whenever you run into somebody see that's the thing now it's like an exciting surprise if you just happen to see somebody you yeah. know in the world spontaneously wow i'm getting really sad okay um my other question was which friend obtained or whatever who who in your life was able to obtain alcohol under age for you like did people use fake ids or like what like what did you do yeah you tried that people had fake ids when i was in high school i definitely wasn't the one like buying alcohol or anything some but i don't remember who was exactly but i guess i don't know some friends would go to a liquor store that they knew was more permissive. Also, the thing, when I was in high school, like, weed was way easier to get than yeah, alcohol. weed easier, uh, yeah, And yeah. so we all did more of that. Um, but... I have friends from, like, Vermont and New-, New Hampshire who had the same experience where 
like for New Hampshire in particular is like pretty strict on um like liquor laws and like it's just so much easier for them to get weed than alcohol, which is not at all my high school experience. It was way easier. So when I grew up in Manila, um, the drinking age is 18. And so at some point, also, like, the people at stores are like, eh, 18, 15, like, whatever. <laughs> like, right. it's like, once you get to 18, it's like, whatever, it doesn't matter. So they were a little more permissive. But I wasn't, I wasn't the person buying either. Jane, how about you? I mean, so my friends weren't, like, partaking a ton, first of all, but also my sister did buy us alcohol a few times, which was nice. She's six years older than me. And then I feel like we drank a small enough amount that we could kind of, like, steal from our parents, and it wouldn't be a big deal. Oh, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, great. People would go into their parents' liquor cabinet and just take a little and hope they wouldn't notice. See, my parents don't really drink. My parents don't really drink, period. They also don't really have um, liquor in the house. Like, my dad loves to get beers with the boys, but he doesn't really, like, drink liquor, Um, probably because he gets as bad or worse Asian glow compared Uh to me. Um. But we also had a friend with, like, older siblings. We actually, my friend, one of my best friends in high school, she has eight siblings total, and she's, like, right in the middle. And so, like, once we hit a certain age, there were, like, three to four people who could get her alcohol, which is oh, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I had I have a brief comment before we move on. Yeah. The actress who plays young Becca is the star of The Perfect Date. That movie with Noah Centineo. Oh, my God. Isn't that a random Under the Bleachers full circle fact she was better in this movie <laughs> yeah. okay let's move on okay fogel is able to buy liquor but is attacked by a robber when police officers slater and michaels arrive seth and evan think fogel is being arrested but they actually agreed to give him a ride to the party outside seth is hit by a car in exchange for seth and evan not telling the police the driver promises to take them to another party where they can get alcohol at the party, Evan bails, but then he comes back to get reception and call Becca. Seth fills laundry detergent with alcohol and dances with a girl who gets period blood on him. About to leave, Seth is confronted by the host for dancing with his fiance. A brawl ensues, the police is called, and Seth and Evan escape. Meanwhile, Slater and Michaels take Fogel on a ride along, drink, and shoot at a stop sign together. Yeah, so when I was watching this movie, like I said, I remembered that McLovin had been some kind of phenomenon at the time, and part of the phenomenon was something like this kid was just cast right out of high school to play this kind of, like, I don't know, dorky loser um, character. And so I was kind of dreading watching his scenes, because in my head it was like, oh, they cast this loser to (laughs) make fun of him. Obviously it's not quite like that, but uh, I was like, oh, he's not really going to be that good an actor and it's gonna all feel very cringe watching it or i don't know embarrassing or something watching but actually that wasn't my experience at all i was surprised that i ended up liking his scenes i think more than a lot of the other stuff um and also i thought oh i'll watch these scenes with the cops and now that i'm you know (laughs) more aware that cops are all terrible people i will find some annoyance with them or something Actually, I watched the scenes with the cop, and they're portrayed pretty terribly. And then, yeah, that, that, I like it too. Yeah, I, I was like, maybe this movie was trying to teach me that like cops are also just like stupid guys. Like, right? Maybe exactly. we should have like remembered that. No, I agree. <laughs> I think like I think McLovin is like like the actor is so good, and I think he. I don't know. I'm like a little sad now talking about how he's he didn't fine. Really take up. I think voice he's so work good. is voice work is money. <laughs> we all have to get paid. You're saying this as we are all recording our voices onto this podcast. <laughs> also, he was in um, the Carrie Mulligan 
rape movie. Sorry. Oh, um... You have to apologize for mentioning a movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't know the I name know of it, so about. I called it the rape movie. Um, uh. <laughs> yes, I really like McLovin, and I love the cops scenes. Like, I think this is my favorite portrayal of cops ever. There's like a little, like, the ending, the way they describe the ending, like, their, like, sum up is, like, a little annoying, but they're just so stupid and, like, you're looking at me confused. At the end, they're like, oh, we yeah. wanted to show you we're fun, which is, like, I don't need any oh, of that. Oh, sure. Yeah, I just yeah, want I them to be really stupid. And, right, um, yeah. They make me laugh. I wanted to ask you all so a more another alcohol-related question. Did anyone you know get a fake in high school and or did they get in trouble for it? Yeah, like I said, I I knew people who had fake IDs in high school and and then perhaps more so in college. I don't remember people getting in trouble for them. I I mean, I kind of remember stories of them not being able to buy alcohol, but it was like no big deal. Like, oh, the guy, you know, didn't believe it ever. Um, I mean, I remember people... Sorry, go go ahead. No, 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 keep going. You know, I remember other situations in which people got in trouble for alcohol things, but not because of their fake, like... On a school trip, somebody smuggled in alcohol and then, you know, the teachers discovered it and it became this big scandal at one point. But, uh, um, what trip? Uh, I think it was to Washington, D.C. or something. Hell yeah, you guys are going to the Holocaust Museum. You gotta bring in those, <laughs> those, those handles. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, and, and that, I remember that particular scandal was before I had started drinking. I mean, I started relatively late. Um, and then now I don't drink. Like, it's interesting, uh, uh, to look back on that. Um, you can't, cause at parties, people will come up to you and be like, oh my God, I know you from Twitter. And then there's like a long line of people. Okay. Um, I was going to say that, um, the one thing I really remember as people getting in trouble for alcohol was, this girl who bought a bunch of alcohol for us for a party, much like this like scenario with Jules. But then the next day when there were like a few leftover handles, which is insane to think about now, like why were there leftover handles? Um, she, uh, her mom was going to come and like, her mom was tipped off somehow by like a family member. And she was like, we have to hide them. And so we helped her hide them like with the like bleach and stuff like under the kitchen sink. But then, like, the mom came home and, like, somehow knew where to look. Like, oh. opened the cabinet. Like, it was just so... It was... Honestly, the only word I can think of is epic. It was very epic for her <laughs> mom to, like, come in, like, girl boss her way into the kitchen and be like, I know where the alcohol is. And, like, open the kitchen. It was crazy. I... Yeah, she got in really big trouble. But thankfully, I didn't. So... Hell yeah. That's what matters. Yeah. I The only person I knew in high school to have a fake was my friend's cousin, and I actually think that she went to buy us alcohol like after we had graduated high school. And for whatever reason, I had a sense in my brain of like, I sh- like this is something weird is going to happen. And, and we were like, maybe going to go with her to get the alcohol, but we didn't. And then she got her car taken away from her or whatever. They were like, Holy this is fake. Shit. And it cost like over 150, like it cost like 200 something dollars. Um... It always disturbed me that he put alcohol in the empty laundry detergent bottle. Yes, that disturbed me so much, too. (laughs) If you drink soap, like, you, like, poop everywhere. Like, it's really not okay. Like, you really shouldn't be drinking soap. Also, you would taste it, Yeah. I mean, he even says to 
the Emma character, I forget her name, at some point, uh, it's green beer, which suggests it's not like he did a good job emptying the detergent oh my either. God. They could have come up with something better, I think. Like, there could have been an empty... Whatever, that's fine. It, it was funny, but I, it disturbed me. <laughs> I do like... What I wrote about that party that they go to where the period blood girl is, is that <laughs> there's something about that scene that, like, the vibes at the party are so scary for teenagers because it's, like, it's, like, an adult party. There's, like, random people. And there's something about, like, the women and the men that they cast in that scene that, like, the vibes are so scary. And I, don't, <laughs> that's I can't put my finger on it. Like, I was like, if I were a teen walking into that party, I'd be so fucking scared. Yeah, okay. It's interesting, because I watched it, and I was just like, even that adult party, I was like, man, these guys are young, you know, that's (laughs) such a long time. Yeah, I know, exactly. Uh, You know what I mean, though? Like, it was so clearly different from what they wanted to do, but, mm -hmm. like, they're like, yeah, I'm supposed to be cool with this. I'll dance with this girl, but yeah. like the vibes are so strange. For me, I what it what it makes me think about more is like being an adult in the suburbs, friends with someone who has a house, and there's enough people to have a party in the suburbs, which is like it feels not feasible to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which I mean, it would be a dream come true, but I'm like, wh- wh- like who are all these people? Like. What are they doing in this town? Where is this even set? This is set in like Massachusetts, right? Did oh, I make I that don't up? Know. Oh, I I think I made that up. Don't I think it's like yeah, I think it's not specified, but it was filmed in California. Oh, okay. Um, but they're they're from I can't. Remember. Well, they're from Canada. Set in oh, that's set in yeah, Vancouver. It's set in Vancouver. Yeah. I actually looked that up. And Maybe I it's different in Canada. <gasps> well, also I think it's just another one of those things where. They don't know what they're talking about. They're 13, so they don't realize what adults' lives are like. That's true. And when when the period blood thing happens, I was reminded of what you said, that, like, yeah. It's It's very scatological. It's very pure. The period (laughs) blood thing was, like, the most to me in the movie. Like, uh, come on. Like, whatever. But, uh. Yeah, yeah. See, I, like, I kind of like this sort of more absurd reading of it, that she likes to mark people with her <laughs> not you that it was made just like up this accident. like whole backstory for her i really like it yeah. she marks her she marks her prey right um I, my question was have you all fired a gun before <laughs> no i've never fired a gun uh this is like the first time they start talking about the gun oh is this the first time yeah i don't know have you fired a gun yeah i like went skeet shooting with a cousin of mine who is like well, she married this guy from Connecticut, and he was like, I know this person. They have, like, let's, like, go and, like, fire at the discs that come out of the thingy. And I was like, okay. Right. And then me and my me and my cousins all went, and we joked that, like, we'd played so much Counter-Strike that we just, like, were honed in. Well, to me, I hear that, and I'm like, yeah, I played so much Duck Hunt, which had that speed <laughs> shooting thing. Yeah, but- yeah, that too. Um, It, it did seem to... Uh, to correspond to correspond to like who had gamed the most like how good people were the first few times but then i also found out that my husband who grew up in kansas had like a middle school class on like gun safety and so you could tell when he picked up the gun like all the tension like left his shoulders he was just so relaxed they actually gave the middle schoolers guns to shoot (laughs) yes that seems horrifying to me yeah it was like a gun safe but it was like you know, like someone supervising you at all times. No, I know, so, but like, still, yeah, I but mean, still. they're middle schoolers. They're impulsive yeah. and ridiculous. Kansas, I 
yeah, I mean, he was really good at skeet shooting. What can I say? Like, it was very, I don't know. <laughs> it's very strange. Jane, have you ever held a gun? I have not. The only time I was given that opportunity was when I, like, went to this cabin in West Virginia where people just, like, got drunk and did, did drugs, like, for a weekend. And then they were like, let's shoot a gun. And I was like, I'm scared. I don't want to do that yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, that would be with substances. I would be very scared, but I, I don't think I've ever held a like handgun mm. ever. It would be a little, it would be a little aggro. the 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 experience I have that relates to the stop sign shooting is that when we went skeet shooting, it was like close to Halloween, I think, or something, and someone was like, "Why don't we like shoot at this bag of candy like a pinata, and it'll like." I was like, it's not going to explode. <laughs> we just ended up with like broken M&Ms like on the ground and we had to go pick up the candy wrappers. I was like, it's not going to like beautifully explode into confetti. You like, you, like eat some M&Ms. So you eat like a you shell. You eat a bullet, yeah. yeah you eat yeah, a fucking was, bullet. It was really dumb. And I, why did we do it? Why did we? <laughs> anyway. That's always the thing I think about. Like I had a typical boyish upbringing where i played a million gun games uh you know uh video games but uh you would think therefore i would be really excited maybe about shooting guns in real life but i just don't have any interest in it it's just not gonna be fun the same way to me like I'd i mean that's it. good yeah because you can't like kill someone and then um hop up and down on their corpse well what i want to do is like you know when doom came out i would just go around a single barrel shotgun and shoot these oil barrels and they explode. But yeah, I'm yeah. not going to get to do that. You know, I'm not going to get to explode things. So uh, it's just more fun as fantasy. Yeah. I mean, never say never, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Should we move on? Jane? Yeah. Seth is being bitchy to Evan about bailing on him and going to a different college. And Evan blames Seth for wasting his time. Then Seth is hit by a car again, this time by the police officers. They plan to blame Seth for the crash, but then Fowell comes out of the car and they all manage to escape with the alcohol. On the bus to the party, Becca's special vodka shatters. Then Fogel reveals that he and Evan will be rooming together at college, increasing the tension between Seth and Evan. Becca wants to have sex with Evan, but she is drunk, so he refuses. Meanwhile, Fogel has sex with a hot girl. <laughs> Seth drunkenly attempts to kiss Jules, but she turns him down. He cries and passes out, accidentally headbutting her and giving her a black eye. The thing where he accidentally headbutts her and gives her a black eye was somehow the most memorable moment of this movie for me. I was like yeah. waiting for it to happen, but I don't know why. Like It's not actually that... <laughs> um, I don't know what it was about it that stuck in my head, but somehow that was the main moment I remembered. Uh... No, I feel the same. I remember, like, I think when I saw it for the first time, I was like, I was like, oh my god, this is so crazy. Yeah, exactly. Somehow like, it was so like that. Unexpected. But then yeah. I watched it, and it was just like, okay, it's like a joke, it's a gag, it's not that crazy. Yeah, but... It does, yeah, they, it does come, it comes a little bit out of nowhere, like he's, ta like they're talking, right, so I yeah. think that's why. Uh, also, Emma Stone is just so memorable. I guess what it is is this. The first time I saw it, I must have thought, oh, he really has ruined his chances with this woman when he, uh, uh, you know, accidentally headbutts her. But <laughs> this time I watched it, I know that actually, no, everything's fine afterwards. So it mm. wasn't that... Uh, Maybe this is a good time to ask, would that ruin your his chances? Like, would you give him another chance after getting decimated by his big head? His physical size. <laughs> I'll be honest, I probably would not because I'm not that into Jonah Hill. 
I yeah, same. find myself not that attracted to him sexually. Uh, <laughs> but if I Emma mean, Stone passed out and headbutted me, I'd be like, I'm in. This is perfect. Yeah. This, yeah. That's fair. I mean, this is like a classic scenario of like the most gorgeous girl at your high school and Jonah Hill. And the fat schlub. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not very... I do have... Um... I do have a story from someone I knew in college about falling down and like, or like getting a date out of something like this, which is that, but he's hot. So like, it, they're both hot. So like, it doesn't matter. But um, he like, she, she was on the basketball team and he was on the guy's basketball team and was like helping with the women's like practices and stuff. She He was helping and, the girls play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> so nice of him. But um, he like pretended that she like made him fall down or something. Or, I, you know, as with basketball, like, I guess she, like, really did sort of, like, push him back. And he just, like, put a lot of acting into it and, like, fell down and was like, oh, and she was like, oh, my God, I'm so, so sorry. Like, so sorry. Like, thank you for helping with our practice. And, like, he was like, you know how you can make it up to me? And they, like, went on a date and, like, they're married. Oh. But also they're both, like, really hot. So, like, I don't. Very their relationship story. started with deceit. Yeah. Yeah, but they're happy and have a beautiful little baby. So, wow. When a relationship yeah. starts with deceit, the child is a demon spawn. <laughs> yeah. That's what also, they none say. of them had a black eye. So, that the is black like, eye is a lot. Physical yeah, pain. Yeah, I forgot. Also, I, like, embarrassment. Forgot that she had that. Like, that'd be hard to. That'd be really. That would be really. Even if it. Ugh. I mean, if it was someone I really liked, I would kind of be fine with it because then it's like something that c- brings us closer. Yeah, like, exactly. It's something we can talk about. But if it was anyone else, I'd be like, this is too uncomfortable. It's true that I would be annoyed by anybody giving me a black eye. I'd be annoyed by physical pain. Of course, it's not going to make me sympathetic to them. Not going to make me horny. I have another question. Oh, go ahead. Did you have a drink that you liked in high school? And I'm kind of thinking about this specifically in like Becca's. Like Becca has this like stupid drink she likes that has gold flakes in it. But that felt very real to me. So I was wondering if you had any weird drinks you liked. I thought that was sort of realistic as like a child thinking, oh, this is a classy drink, yeah. and, you know, and they want to be kind of pretentious and adult with their gold, you know, mm-hmm. flake drink. And then not realizing that that's more, you know, corny and not the thing adults actually care about. Um, but no, I mean, in at that age, I just drank whatever was available. I, I, I don't think anybody had the ability to be selective at that age. Yeah, I think um, uh, my friend had these, like, vodka, like, they're called, like, mud shakes that were basically just, like, chocolate shakes, like, <gasps> oh, bottled. sounds really good. And, yeah, I think at the time I was, like, well, first of all, I was also discovering that, like, I have a histamine response to alcohol and it makes me, my face red and feel really uncomfortable. So, like, I was kind of scared of alcohol, um, but also, like, was excited to drink a chocolate shake. With uh, so oh, I would yeah. say that was something I really look forward to. And I remember that she gave them to me when we were playing a game of, like, it was like a board game that was, like, Snakes and Ladders, but, like, drinking. Hell yeah. <laughs> snakes and Ladders is actually one of the stupidest games. You know what another really stupid game is? Candyland. Yeah, I agree with this. Both of these games, you don't have any uh, decision making, right? You just roll the dice. It's full luck. It's full on luck. And it is for babies. Um, 
Yeah, I think that I thought I liked rum and coke as a child. Not, not like a child, as like a teen. A because like that was one of the only be- drinks that I like even really knew existed. Yeah, and exactly. Coca-Cola yeah. is like very familiar. Um, but now that is something I would never choose to drink. Yeah, I don't I don't like rum and cokes. I also, I have a rum and coke story as a child, which is that um, my dad got a job of Coca-Cola and my brother and I were like, let's do, like, let's give him a present. And we were like, mom, we should make him a rum and coke. And she was like, what? And we made him one and put it in front of him. And he was like, what the fuck? Like, why are my children making me this? I think that's sweet. It is kind of cute, cute. But also yeah. like looking back, you're like, what? It's sort of like serving mom breakfast in bed, and it's just like yeah. a pile of shit, and she's like, thanks, honey. Thank yeah, you. Exactly. It was probably terrible. But also, also it's, it's like sort nine of, in the morning. Yeah. It's sort of like 1950s or 1960s kind of yeah. thing, like you make your father a drink and fetch yes, him his yes. cigarettes, you know. Yeah. He's probably like, what am I, like Don Draper? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, okay, I said in this in this part of the movie, I was like, I do think this movie's about boy friendships. I do think, like, this time around, I was like, oh, it's cute that, like, they're also talking about the two cops and, like, their friendship. And, like, <laughs> these, like, friendships between, like, shitty guys is, like, what's keeping the world together. And, like, they <laughs> depend on each other. And, like, these two cops are, like, so bad at their jobs. But, like, because they're friends with each other and they love each other, they don't, like, shoot people in this movie. You know? So, like, that's <laughs> what I took away oh, from God. this time around. <laughs> it's dark. <laughs> Do they not shoot people? I mean, they they shoot at the kids at some point. Maybe they don't actually shoot at them. They I forget. They point their guns a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I I do feel bad. I feel bad for when the when the party is like broken up and like everyone's really scared. I do like I remember watching this and being like, oh no, yeah. everything's ruined. They do beat that bully kid, but it's, of course it's like a positive triumphant uh, moment. Uh, where he pulls yeah, out his nightstick and yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all right. It's just a movie. You have to just go with the flow of the logic. Like, yeah, I side with the police brutality in this instance. I don't know. I thought maybe we're uh, since we're very like we've transcended. We're like very intelligent. We can be like, oh, these cops are having fun, but they can cause damage. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. I also said that. Something that was done well was that, like, when Jonah Hill goes to the party and, like, triumphantly shows everyone the period blood and, like, has, like, a good story to tell and everyone's, like, excited about it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like, fat, rude guys who, like, drink a lot and, like, tell good stories, like, they do really well in college. Like, <laughs> there's always a guy like this who's, like, really fun at a party and, like, this is his glimpse of, like, being successful socially and, like, kind of his, like, be yourself moment, I guess. I don't know. I thought that was a sweet moment. Like, you don't hear the dialogue. You just see everybody having a good time with him and he's pointing to the period thing. Yeah. That, the very same thing he was embarrassed by, you know, not that uh, long ago in the movie now is, like, his, uh, like, good-natured ticket to having a good time. I thought that was sweet. Um, What did we think about the drunk girl acting for Becca? Which one is? Oh, that's Michael Sarah's crush. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I can't remember anyone's names. I guess his that's character okay. is Evan. Um, uh, I don't know. I didn't have any real thoughts about that. That's an uninteresting thing to say, but it seems like normal. I I felt the same. I thought that she was good. What kind of annoyed me, and this is like fully 
this is something I do to myself, which is I pay too much attention to background actors and I get annoyed at them. When well, she's like when she's like talking to Evan and like trying to make them go upstairs, like all of her friends are doing really intense drunk acting. Oh yeah, her. yeah. And I was like, You guys can tone it down. We're not here for you. <laughs> this is But they're about trying you. to get their big break. It's the only way they can yeah. get Pulled Actually, in and get their SAG card. Yeah. One of her friends looks familiar, and I think he's like one of the friends in Twilight or something. I, oh, I wait. I know. noticed one of the. Uh, oh, fuck. One of the friends in that scene was this guy who had a role on The Office later, but I forgot. Yes. What it, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He oh was like God. an intern. Yeah, exactly. Wait, also, yeah. did you guys see the random um, Dave Franco sighting in this movie? Yes. Oh, no, I missed <laughs> that. Where was <laughs> I that? I literally yelled. Yeah. Is he just um, like walking around the hallway to the high school? Or? He's a football player, and he he makes a comment at a at at at, at one of the main characters. Oh, okay. yeah, and there's just a shot of him turning back, like scowling at the camera, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, I yeah. Anyway, okay, let's go to the end. Okay, cool. Slater and Michaels bust the party. Seth wakes up and carries Evan out. Slater interrupts Vogel and the girl. As they're having sex. Sorry. She's not important. Causing her to run off. Slater is angry at Fogel for ditching them, but Michaels apologizes for interrupting him. To make it up to him, they pretend to arrest Fogel outside to make him look cool. They keep hanging out, eventually blowing up the police car. Back at Evans, Evan admits he doesn't want to room with Fogel at college next year, but is afraid to live with strangers. They say they love each other. The next day, they run into Jules and Becca at the mall. Becca and Seth both apologize for their drunken behavior the previous night, and the boys pair off with the girls. A happy ending. You could you could blow stuff up. You could shoot at things and blow them up. <laughs> I noticed you sent me a plot outline ahead of time, and then you changed some things. But one thing that you changed throughout like multiple times is you originally named this girl nicola her name's nicola in the movie (laughs) and now you're making a big point of always calling her the hot girl the girl and not naming her we just didn't talk about her plot at all wait who is nicola is that the actress's name no it's the the character see she wasn't important mclovin has sex with this girl Oh, yeah, the girl. Okay, okay. okay I do okay. think it's funny. I just don't think that's a prime primary plot. <laughs> I know, but you're very really insistent funny. on not giving her the dignity of a name. <laughs> She's Fine. just. I'll her call name. her Black Thong Girl. Uh, I like that okay. her name is Nicola. Actually, that's good. That actress is in a really funny episode of Party Down, which is a show that I love. Um. Okay, here's when we should talk about like whether this movie is bad or good in like the the moral sense, because for me. As someone who loves this movie, I'm like, I don't want to, like, go into the details. But if you read about it, people are like, they just want to get girls drunk to have sex with them. And I think that's true for for um, Seth's Seth, character. Yeah. And, like, they don't actually face any consequences. Like, Emma Stone still wants to, like, talk to him. Right. And, like, they're sort of, we're supposed to, I think... At the end, he's like, I wanted to make you my girlfriend, which is so sweet. Like, for a girl to hear that is so sweet. But we know that at the beginning, he said, I want to make her my girlfriend so I can, like, learn how to have sex for two months. <laughs> well, I think also, like, you're supposed to... So in the in the beginning, when he had home economics with her, it seems like they were vibing. And so, like, maybe he was saying that out loud to Evan, but, like, actually he did like her. And, like, you're supposed to be like, oh, he's, like, a good guy deep down. He's just misguided. But, like, I think it... I think it's uncomfortable because I think this movie is really good at making fun of stupid guys, but also, like, children watched it and were like, oh, yeah, that's how people are. You know what I mean? Like, 
Well, again, back to this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, You guys maybe watch it and we're like, oh, this is what high school will be like. And then I, from the very beginning, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, that was sort of an unrealistic portrayal of high school. Like, I remember at the ending that you were saying it's sweet. He says to her, oh, I wanted to make you my girlfriend. But my thought every time I watch it is like, in reality, if you just come on full throttle to somebody like that, where you've never even raised the idea of dating them, it's like, I had this whole thing planned out. You were going to be my girlfriend. It's like, yeah. you would, you know, put her off. Like, you'd scare her off, right? But um, yeah, in the movie, really her weird. reaction to it is not very realistic. It's like, oh, okay, that's, I mean, maybe not now, but maybe later. Like, that's a weird reaction to, I planned this whole fantasy life with you. But, also, uh, like, maybe later, right before we go to college. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And, like, maybe, I don't know, like, maybe that, like, the Seth Rogen comedies are like that, where it's, like, you're making fun of dumb guys, but, like, I think what makes it maybe uncomfortable is that, like, dumb guys will watch it, and mm. then, like, potentially not, I don't know, not that I think, like, movies should teach you how to be nice to it, whatever, but, like, yeah. you know what I mean, though? Like, that's that's why I think, like, it's a little hard, because... If, like, I saw various guys I knew in my teens, like, repeating jokes from the movie, some of them I'd feel okay about them, and some of them I wouldn't, you know? But also, on the flip side, it's like, all this stuff is just, like, tacked on at the end just to wrap it up. Like, it's just, like, you know, they need a happy ending, whatever. So it doesn't really mean anything. I think if, if the male friendship is what most people take away from it, I think that's good. I think that's net good. Yeah. My question was, when was the last time you witnessed a straight man tell his other straight man friend that he loved him? Um, you know, or I'm sure it it's yourself. happened. I mean, I'm or sure. You said I've... it yourself. <laughs> I said, I do remember actually, I said to someone, I love you, uh, like in passing and a bunch of stuff, but it was because he was like flipping out about something and he, oh, like I was trying to. That's good. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. Uh, See, that's the good energy that should be put out by this movie. Jane, when was the last time you witnessed this happen? I feel like when Walt says goodbye to you and Nate, he's like, I love you, guys. Does he? Yeah. (laughs) I don't say it back. I can't can't remember. Um, Probably it's probably around, like, the groomsmen at my brother's wedding. They all loved each other. Boys love boys. Um... Yeah, I I think I I remain conflicted about the ending of this movie and, like, the no consequences for them type thing. But I just really like it. I can't help (laughs) it. Maybe, maybe, like, maybe in another world, they could have not, the girls could have been like, no, like, actually, this isn't happening. Or at least uh, Jules could have said that. And they could have kind of come to another conclusion of, like, I went about this the wrong way. Or we're like, our friendship is more important. Like, we had this, like epic night together to remember right um but if i'm not thinking critically then i'm just like hell yeah i love this i love when boys go to the mall together this is the best yeah do malls even still exist like that like do people hang out in malls my god do not even bring that up i fucking love the mall did you go to the mall with your guy friends like just you do boys go to the mall together that's my question yeah sometimes yeah Uh, i mean in high school but that's what i'm saying like i don't feel like i've stepped foot in a mall in you know a decade Um, you gotta change that man really there's still a thing okay come to new jersey i grew up in new jersey i used to go to uh the bridgewater mall short hills mall short hills Uh, is like the bougie mall 
Oh, really? It's still around? Right. Well, I was going to say, like, most malls are trying to be bougie malls now, I feel. But see, I feel like they used to have a purpose because you didn't just buy everything online. online. But, yeah. But there still is a purpose. First of all, unfortunately, I know this from my line of work, which is most purchases aren't made online. Most purchases are made in person. So we have this idea that most oh. things are purchased online, but it's actually not true. Okay. Second of all, we should all go to the American Dream Mall. Where's which the is American like, Dream Mall? It's, it's somewhere in New Jersey. Um, it's not far from New York. Um, it is the second largest mall in America. It has a roller coaster. It has Nickelodeon World. It has a water park. Oh, it's like Mall of America, but somehow I've never heard of it. I know, right? I had never heard of it, and I grew up here, and um, yeah. we should all go. See, I had a mall. I had a mall growing up. There was like a new mall that was built near us that had a um, mini amusement park in it and i remember when it was built we were so excited to go on the rides in the mall because that meant you could like go on the ride and then like go get pizza like it was just like so but it's nice. funny because the thrill of this is just like any other amusement park with roller coasters but it's inside yeah it's different because then you can like combine it with other activity you can like go to the arcade i also spent but a lot lots of, of amusement parks have arcades, arcades. Yeah, that's but do they true. have a food court and a Sephora? I think that yeah, I think that they must have food the, courts. <laughs> the amusement parks were like the amusement parks were like an hour or like an hour and a half from my house, and like the malls were like fifteen minutes. So oh, like that yeah. was like the huge difference. I guess that's the thing. Yeah. Um, my question was, uh, Shreether, who did you room with in college? Oh well, my first year, I just was randomly assigned. Uh, yeah, what was your random assignment like? Uh, All these movies are like, I'm going to room with this person in college. No, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, nobody that I knew. Oh, no, it's not true. One person I knew in high school went to the same college as me, but I didn't really hang out with him. Um, but uh, yeah, I was randomly assigned. I think they did it based on your major, basically. So I was a computer science major and a math major, but computer science mainly. And so they assigned me uh, this other computer science major, but he was much more, I guess, uh nerdy or geekish or whatever the word is so Damn. he Damn. no i don't mean to put him down uh i guess i am putting him down but i i <laughs> the reason i mention it is because he wouldn't sleep in our dorm room he would go sleep in the computer clusters at oh, the school no. with a bunch of other of these like uh computer nerds uh they call themselves the kgb um uh, I guess, you know, I called my group the posse. I can't make fun of some other group calling themselves. Okay, I, it makes me feel better that he has, like, a group. Yeah, yeah, it was, like, this established geek group at CMU. But they would all go sleep in the computer clusters, and I found this so funny. So I, at one point, what happened was one night he came back to the dorm, and he brought in, like, this sun workstation, and he put this computer in his bed, and then he went off and slept in the clusters, I thought that was so funny that he let the computer sleep in his bed instead of himself. <laughs> so then what I did was I took that computer cluster and I, I, I put a bunch of work into this. I put like sneakers on it and a hat and little sticks <laughs> to make arms. And I gave it a name tag that says, hi, my name is Glenn. The guy's name was Glenn. And then I put a speaker into its head and I hooked it up to a CD that I recorded uh, like voice um you know, text-to-speech stuff, saying stuff like, uh, Shreether, you are my best friend, and I love you, and whatever. So I made it speak at random intervals. And then he came back, like, the next night, in the middle of the night, and he, like, leaned in close, because he was, like, surprised to see what I had done to the computer. And then just at some moment, it lit up, and it spoke to him, and he jumped back, like, five feet. So that was, like, a fun You memory. can't 
say that you're not as nerdy as this. I know, I know, with the work (laughs) I put into that. Also, did you say you went to Carnegie Mellon? Yeah. Oh, cool. My bestie went to Carnegie Mellon for voice. But she oh, did, okay. She commented on the all the nerds there for math yeah. stuff. Really, I think that's really beautiful. I think that prank is a beautiful story. Yeah, but this is the other unrealistic thing. When you watch movies about college, there's all these college pranks. And there aren't really. But I did that one. I think that was, that's are. pretty cool. Yeah. Wait, what did you say, Jane? Uh, well, I... Wait. There are pr- were there pranks at your college a lot? No, Isa? that's what I'm saying. There weren't a lot. I'm no, but Isa, like, I'm saying people were like streaking and stuff like that, and like oh, and like something like Shreether. Yeah, I, there weren't a lot of pranks at my college. Where did you go? Okay, George Mason. But I will say the the only thing notable about my random roommate was that we had the same birthday. Oh yeah, see, they did it based on birthdays, not on majors. Well, no. It's complicated. I think it was just by chance that we were both. You we know what? You know what? You know what else happened on your birthday? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, you guys are referencing some secret. I don't know. No, I'll, I'll t- Jane's birthday is the date that I lost my virginity. Oh, it's like the same date. That's why I remember Jane's birthday. Okay, my random roommate story. I don't um, remember the date I lost my virginity. <laughs> why do you remember that? Speaking of speaking of um <laughs> random roommates and like losing virginity, my room my random roommate story is that we were fi- we weren't like friends but we got along. Um, she was this like super rich Korean girl. We were both international students, so I think they were doing it based on that. But she um she would like lie to me. she would like gaslight me because um I guess she she and her friends were like still somewhat conservative, and so like when she had this guy she was seeing and he would come and sleep over. She would, like, lie to her friends that he had come over or, like, stayed the night because she wanted to, like, not be a hoe or something. Mm. And then she would look at me. So she would be like, yeah, he left at, like, nine. Right, Isa? And she would, like, look at me and, like, I'd have to be like, yeah. Like, it was so, it was like someone, someone was, like, playing mind games with me. It was very <laughs> scary. Um, That's what I remember about her. But she's, like, fi- she's, like, otherwise we had a good relationship. I just, like, felt a little... Like I was being punked or something. Like I don't know. Uh, okay. She just lied. It's fine. She was just a big liar. No big deal. We've come to the end where we each answer three questions. Okay. And Shreether, you can go first. I... The first question is: Is this movie good or bad? It's super bad. Oh. <laughs> it's fine. It's an alright movie. You just have to say that with a movie with this title. It's okay. It's fine. Oh yeah. It's wait. A... What does the title have to do with anything? Well, see, that's the thing. This movie has a lot of, like, 70s, like, uh, flair for no reason. Like, there's all this 70s yeah. funk music and stuff. And it's not even, like, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg grew up in the 70s. Maybe they have some fondness for the decade uh, before their birth. But uh, I also think maybe that's Judd Apatow's influence that he puts mm. all that 70s stuff in there. But Super Bad is like that, right? It's like saying Superfly, you know? Yeah. Um, Jane? I think it's good. You love this movie. I was going to say, I think this movie is also good. I didn't really talk about how good I think Bill Hader is in this movie. I think the cops. Yeah, like I said, the stuff that's so much. funniest to me about this movie is the cop scenes with McLovin. Um, and then everything else about it is kind of whatever. You know, We love McLovin. I, I thought I was like, I thought I'd watch this movie again and be like, damn, that character is like so annoying. I'm yeah, exactly. Everyone talked about it. And it's like, 
He's so good. I was surprised. He's the best part of the movie. Um, The second question is, do you like watching this? Did you like watching this movie? This sounds a lot like the first question. It's actually (laughs) nothing like it. It's actually nothing like it. Oh, okay. You guys are so convinced. (laughs) Uh, It was fine. To me, this movie is a completely middle-of-the-road thing. Like, it's fine. It's forgettable. You didn't enjoy yourself. Well, I'm not saying I had a bad time. It was fine. Like, I did enjoy watching the costumes. Like I said... Another thing I liked was that Jonah Hill gets hit by a car twice. Uh, they don't even mention it, though. They don't bring up, like, he's repeatedly hit by a car. He's, like, not injured at all. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a lot of the movie I watch it is like, oh, it's like every other teen movie. It's like Porky's. It's like American Pie. It's like uh, you're shaking Jamie's your head. shaking As someone head. who has, like, had to watch all these movies for this podcast, I feel strongly that this movie is different and is has jokes it's I'm true that you guys have movie. been much more familiar with teen movies i'm not trying to dismiss your personal opinion i'm just saying yeah. in terms of like comparing it to other movies for example when they go to the mall there's like a eight minute scene of joe jonah hill trying on jeans that is not oh, that scene i thought was bizarrely long <laughs> I and i love it i like when movies do that when they're just like yeah we're gonna have a two hour long movie with this scene that's not relevant like that's what I like. I like <laughs> And jokes. it's in the denouement. Like, it's after everything is already yeah, exactly. It's but in I the guess denouement. it's there to illustrate their friendship. But. It, it is so fucking funny. I like, I keep finding new things. Like, in the beginning, they talk about a character named Steven Glansberg. <laughs> oh, yeah. an incredible name. I like that there's all these characters that, like, connect the movie. At the beginning, he's like, you look like Jimmy. You know who Jimmy is? And then later, the guy who are doing coke, they're like, you're Jimmy's brother. There's just yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff that weaves through and that the I guy, find really appealing. the guy who is working at the liquor store later comes to the yeah. party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I love this movie, and um, even if it's problematic, uh, I'm problematic. <laughs> so I'm, I love it. I liked it. I don't think the movie is as problematic as you're worrying about, Jane. Okay. I think you should relax. Yeah. I mean, I, but I, I also think that I maybe have watched it maybe a little too much and like I need to not watch it anymore. You need a decade another decade long reprieve. <laughs> the third question is what type of teen is this movie for? I would say probably for a I mean my perspective on this movie is so different than yours in a way. I would say it's for a teen in two thousand seven. The fact that people still watch it is surprising to me, but I I think No, it's... that's so fair. I don't think yeah, I yeah. Like do you think anyone a teen now would like this i mean i'm sure it would be fine but in my head it's probably like there's other teen movies that are doing the exact same thing uh but uh i mean i think it's fine it's it's a fine movie anybody could watch i don't have an interesting perspective on this is a hard question i was he says crowd pleaser okay yeah i I was wondering so on one hand i think that this teen is for boys this teen this movie (laughs) this teen (laughs) this movie is for boys and i do think that like if a young, like a like a Zoomer was trying to watch this, a boy would definitely find it easier to get um, involved. But I still also feel like it is very dated. And for that reason, it does feel very specific to millennials. So uh, as for like genre of teen, I, I kind of think like a dumb jock would really like this movie. <laughs> You know, it is interesting. It's not very stonery, even though it was written by Seth Rogen. Uh, I guess because when he was 13, he probably wasn't a big pothead yet. But uh, it's interesting to compare it to his other movies in that way. 
Wait, that's so true. I I think I like misremembered that the cops were stoners. Like, are stoners too, but yeah. they're not. Yeah, they're just so normal cops. I mean, they're, they're kind of drunks, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They are driving and drinking. Um, I think that it would be really hard to get into a, this if you're not a millennial, specifically because I think Michael Sarah was like very uniquely like affecting our brain chemistry. Right. That's what so, I was like, yeah. saying at the time. I thought Michael Sarah was this big deal, and now who cares? And Emma Stone as well. Like seeing Emma Stone for the first time in this movie was obviously pivotal to me, and then also like. I think Zoomers would find Jonah Hill annoying. I also think they, like, they would just, like, cancel this movie. You know what I mean? But I, I do think, like, this is for millennials, and I do think it's about boyfriendships, and that makes it good, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I think you guys are both a little bit, uh, even though Issa says she's not so worried, I think you're both a little more worried about the problematicness of this movie <laughs> than actually will play out. I'm sure. No, no one cares, I think. Yeah. No one listens yeah. to our podcast. It's fine. Sure, they <laughs> Shreether, what are you watching these days that's not this? Uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, uh, Birdman. I'm trying to think of other Emma Stone movies. I haven't actually been watching that. Uh, uh, Birdman! Isn't that one that she's in? <laughs> it is, but it's very... <laughs> what else is she in? It's, I can't also, remember. It's like such Birdman. an artsy choice. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm trying um, to watch something less queerile. Puerile, I do puerile. love that movie. I love puerile. Birdman. Yeah. Okay, people swear in Birdman a lot. I love that movie. Um, yeah, what are you watching for real? Uh, what I've been watching most recently is not any good. I thought it was going to be different than it was. It's a show on Apple TV called For All Mankind. It's uh, about an alternate history where the Russians got to the moon before the U.S. and then it makes the space program go into overdrive. But um, Yeah, I think I saw the trailer. It's not any good at all. It's a crazy show. It's very, uh, it's like this is, what's that show? It's like This Is Us, but just with this space thing in the background. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. This, this is, is Us in space. Yeah. Um, Jane, what are you watching? So the last time we recorded was like five days ago, and I don't think I've actually watched like a full anything <laughs> since then, but partly because I've been like absolutely mainlining TikTok. And I feel but you have like a plan tonight. You have a plan. We're gonna tonight. watch The Shining, which I'm really, which we're trying to do. I think I said this. We're trying to do some spooky movies. The Shining is a little longer, so it's not something that we've been able to just like fit in on a weeknight. But we're gonna have a nice cozy Saturday night with The Shining. Um, did you want to talk about your TikTok return? Ugh, to watch I'm literally TikToks? addicted, like not in a fun way, but in an actual way. But I think a good way to make TikTok bad for you is to follow accounts of stuff that you know is going to put out stupid shit. So I followed some book talk accounts and now every so often like a terrible, terrible, terrible video comes up so bad that I like just turn off the whole app. I didn't know there Ooh. was such a thing as a book talk. Don't look into yeah, it. Yeah, it's pretty upsetting. <laughs> it's pretty upsetting. I'll follow it sometimes or I'll see a TikTok from there sometimes that's like somebody is like i'm gonna read the voice of the character and it's like it's so i don't know i feel bad and it's like all adults it's i think it's worse it's, than adults it's adults on tiktok like i think if it were teens i would feel okay about it because it's like you're teens you can like whatever books you want you know i've always assumed tiktok <sighs> was all kids i have assumed no, there's that anything you want there's anything you want oh. um i'm watching well i watched the um rings of power finale last night um i liked it actually i liked it better than maybe the whole series i liked the last episode the best 
Um, and that's the main thing I've watched recently. I've felt a little under the weather, so, um, but definitely would like to hear people's take on Rings of Power and if they like it. And, um, surprising that I like that show because I haven't decided that I'm attracted to any of the characters, so. I like that you have to decide. Well, I like that you can only watch TV if you're attracted (laughs) to one of the characters. Yeah. Yeah, well, but. I have a similar thing with pornography. (laughs) Shreeder, thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you for having me. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, What's your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is Radish Harmers. Like, it's ageless. Yeah, it's ageless, exactly. Uh, it's Radish Harmers, June 22nd, 1985. <laughs> and what else? I think now is the time you've earned it. What, what else do you do? Well, I... Uh, I used to do a lot of comedy, but I haven't been doing that much anymore, and I feel bad. I need to throw myself back into it. And I used to do a lot of math stuff, and I haven't been putting out videos or anything on math recently. So at the moment, I'm not doing very much. But those are the two things that at some points in my life I've done. I definitely... I learned from your I learned from your Twitter threads where you do talk about math stuff because you have good examples that are good for stupid people. So ah, thank I you. Like them. I'm glad you uh, thank you to stupid people, but I <laughs> uh, I'm glad you enjoyed them. <laughs> nice, nice save there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jane, do you want to talk about what our upcoming movie is? Yes, this was picked by our patrons. Pa- it's patron, whatever. Yeah, patrons. John Tucker must die. I'm very excited. I'm excited for Britney Snow. Hmm. Have you seen this movie, Jane? Yeah. Okay. But it's been a long time. Yeah. Shreether, do you know what we're talking about? <laughs> Is this a movie? It's like about an Asian guy. Is that right? No, I'm thinking of something <laughs> else. They rarely <laughs> are. They yeah. rarely are. Most of the time, people are Asian. Like, a third of the time, people are Asian. Not in teen movies. <laughs> yeah, well, not in American teen movies. Uh, okay. That's a, good, that's a good clarification, but also very rarely in American teen movies. <sighs> Yeah, I. What's the movie I'm thinking of? I, it doesn't matter. I'll remember. A movie it with later. an Asian main character. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Now it's about these like um, these uh, uh, like high school age or college aged Asian kids who get into a lot of trouble. Um, Wait, I want to watch it. Yeah, sounds great. This, can it you find out? Came out around 2004, maybe. Uh, okay, while he's figuring it out, that was under the bleachers. Our podcast about teen content. We would love if you hit that subscribe button whatever way you get your podcasts. I know the movie. It's called Better Luck Tomorrow. I've never heard of that in my life. We're going to watch it. Don't forget to rate and leave a review. And please share us with a friend. And with a teen. You can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at at bleacherteens. Also, subscribe to your Patreon to kick us some support, especially if you want to pick a movie for us to watch at patreon.com slash under the bleachers pod. Okay, we will see you next time. Under, under the bleachers! The bleachers. <laughs>